So the weather is pretty much sucked. I I I mean I disagree. I've liked you, it. But you like it? Yeah, I like weather, man. I like I like storms. But so yeah, if you're of that persuasion, yeah, the weather sucked. The thing I get really annoyed about at this time of year is that my feet are always wet. I don't mind the cold. It's just like the sidewalks are always wet. Lansing puts a gazillion tons of salt. Yeah, no, I agree. I wear my crappy shoes like five days a week. And my feet are wet. And it's like, that just annoys me. I'm with you on that. Early March. But at the same time, that's what we say is pure Michigan, right? I don't. Well, uh, you know, that's what people say. The weather, you know, you don't like the weather. Wait five more minutes. That's what happens here. You got to wait about 35 more seconds and we will talk serious weather. Uh, We have a meteorologist. Joining us from uh, Michigan TV station, uh, Ahmed Baji is going to be with us to talk about the weather. We've got some other hot topics, new some new features. We're going to make Nikki mad, I think. That's not that hard. And make fun of make fun of Nick. Also not hard. All, also not hard. <laughs> staples, really staples <laughs> of the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. So yeah, that's what's in store. Uh, you're listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Are we recording a new intro this season? Why? I'm just wondering. Are you saying that you've had enough of Sarah Humbry? No, 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 no. I, mean, I, I love would Sarah. like to be a part of the intro. I think that right. would be nice. Well, why don't we work that little line in? That was good. Yeah. I'll, I'll find a spot for it. Welcome to Cold Oatmeal, a podcast by the Rush Strategies team about PR and public affairs. Really? I was distracted staring at Joe's Cold Oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's here. He's got it on his head. It's always here. It's always here. And by the way, the, the, the ratio of like, fruit to disgusting is like 1 to 10. It's got some disgusting stuff in some fruit. There's nothing disgusting. One part what's, what, what in there is disgusting? I don't even know what's in it. But it, it looks like cucumber mash and maybe a couple of chopped apples. Did you have Burger King for breakfast? What was your... <laughs> Okay, welcome back to the uh, Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Uh, this is Matt Resch. I'm the owner of Resch Strategies. And we are a public affairs and a public relations firm based in Lansing, Michigan. Um, you can find us, as always, at reschstrategies.com. Uh, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Resch Strategies. And a bit of a landmark, um, we just found our 100th follower on the at cold. Did we? We did. We found somebody to be 100 at Cold Oatmeal Do Pod. Do we know him? I do. And okay. it was a completely random person. Does he or she win a prize of some sort? If we had, do we have a prize? I don't well, think he well, would care. How about care. Our, we got mugs. Our, our mugs? We do have mugs. I should. He actually goes to my church, which was the weirdest thing. I just I saw that we had 100. I didn't get a notification for it. I saw that we got 100. I went to go look. I'm like, Matt just liked us. I didn't even know that he knew we existed. Well, I, I know what you're bringing him next Sunday. The yep. power of the pod. Anyway. At Cold Oatmeal Pod is uh, our address for the podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find the, the uh, episodes on our website, obviously, on iTunes, um, and any of a, a number of podcast platforms. So before we get into our very fascinating guest, we've been talking to him a little bit before we hit record on this, and I can't wait to get into this. The very timely guest, I think, with what we've all been dealing with in, in Michigan over the last few weeks. I want to introduce my, my teammates here. Start with you. Joe Beshi. And Nick DeLewis here. Nikki O'Mara, Laura Beal, Stephanie Vancouvering. So again, lots to lots to cover. Timely topic: horrible weather. Um, we sit here on a Tuesday. Um, obviously, the podcast comes out on Thursday, but we have the benefit 
of being able to grill a meteorologist about his predictions. Because we sit here. I'm going to read to him his prediction for what's supposed to happen tonight and tomorrow. And then on Thursday, we will all be able to learn whether or not you were right. I promise. You promise? I mean, I promise with a big asterisk next week. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do that, we also, there are a couple new features we're going to roll out. We've got a lot, move, a lot of moving parts here today. Because <laughs> whenever we get, get comfortable, we gotta, we got to raise the bar. we got to push ourselves a little bit. So we got a couple new features. Um, we may touch on Joe's pet skunk. Okay. Later on, is this, gonna, this is a feature? We're going to be no. Joe's pet skunk is not. Okay. it's dead. It's not a feature. No, um, it's a story. We're going to talk. Taxidermy now. If every two weeks we'll have a the, the next chapter, it's like a serialized telling of Joe's skunk. Well, I think if, if that happens, Joe will be grumpier than he normally Probably. is. It's, it's a skunk. It's a if the skunk subject, continues yes. to be right. part of a feature, no. But we we do have a new feature. It may not come back again, but uh, we'll try it. Uh, maybe a little bit of U.S. history. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do this. I said maybe. maybe. Yeah, no. I said maybe. I know the truth. <laughs> and of course, the book of questions. We can work that in. Um, I had somebody, it blew my mind. They were listening. I called them. It was someone here downtown. I called them on a Thursday afternoon. I should know now. I should not call people on Thursday afternoons because I'm interrupting people listening to the podcast. And I did interrupt a, a, a colleague of ours who we work with often, and she, uh, she said to me, I just love the book of questions. It's my favorite. I'm like, well, we've only done it twice, and I thought it sucked both times. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think it's so weird that people are fans of it, but whatever. You, you can't hear Stephanie's smile, but yeah, she is me, delighted. I am delighted. Yes. I've had some people respond to me as well. That they know, enjoy the book of questions. Cammy Pendle, if you're listening right now, she is a big fan of the book of questions. Good. I'm riveted and excited to hear the book of questions. Oh, you, <laughs> yeah. Get your hopes just up. Just wait. Yeah. Get your hopes up. The hopes are <laughs> up here. They can't see me doing it, but just know up here, reach high. Maybe we should have Cammy come in to read a book. Of, maybe she could be our, the voice idea. of our book of questions. Yeah. Anyway, another feature for another time. <laughs> yeah, sure. But first, a bit of cleanup um, on the podcast last time. We had, um, I think, our new favorite person, Deb Hart. Mm-hmm. She was awesome. Our guest. Um, long-time iconic radio figure here in, in Lansing. Stepped away from the radio booth. She's now doing yoga. Had a bit of a controversy as she walked out the door. Um, because I heard, and I, and you can go back and listen, but what I heard her say as she walked out was that her friend said, what are you doing today? And she said, well, I'm going to be on a podcast. And her friend said, I thought, an important podcast? And she goes, no. Now, everyone else in the room thought she said, porn podcast. To which, gladly, she also said, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, last Sunday, I was, I was up north with my family. And I was, we were skiing. And I, I pulled my phone out of my jacket on the ski lift, which probably is not a great idea. But I was checking. And it buzzed in my coat. And it was a message from Deb. And she had just listened to the episode, and she said, Matt, thanks so much. I had a great time with uh, talking to your colleagues. You're a great group. Had a blast. Then a a few seconds passed, and then she texts again. By the way, I said porn. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know... Who hears podcasts, and that's immediately what they think that someone's going to go do. That's an excellent Hart's friend. Yeah. 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 Who is this friend? are (laughs) Are there porn podcasts? 
You were here when we, we already, talked about you, it. You yeah. Googled okay. it. Okay, I'm still... I've, yeah, you Googled it and said, and yes, there are, there are many. <laughs> Listen to the last episode. You'll hear yourself ask that question. <laughs> and then you'll hear yourself Google it and say, yes, there are many. <laughs> I still am there. I'm still in, in shock and disbelief. Very much to change the subject. Um, Thank you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are still going to schedule an office yoga retreat, correct? To, to check out Deb's studio. We have a lot going on. We I just know. we just sure. scheduled just scheduled this week an office breakfast outing with Chris Johnson yep. to talk to have cold oatmeal made by the professional. That's right. Are we really having cold oatmeal? Yeah. He's gonna make it for us. I'm really excited. Okay. That's happening in March. Yeah. Maybe we should figure out how to do something around this with, with that. But yeah, that's happening in March. We're gonna go have some cold oatmeal with Chris. And then maybe after that Maybe we talked to Deb about yoga with Deb. some yoga. Yeah. I was into the chair yoga. That seemed easy. <laughs> I went home and did a handstand. That's what she recommended to me as well. <laughs> so now you understand this is actually not just a one-time thing. Now you have to entertain us yes. with your special skills it later. It will continue. Got it. Well, let's, let's, let's reveal skill. who Stephanie was asked to entertain us. Um, I'm Ed Badgie. Did I get that right? You got it horribly wrong. Okay. No, I'm just I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed, a plus. Yes. Well, we've we've <laughs> talked about weather, so you may you may have gathered that Ahmed um, brings the weekly forecast, the week the day the weekday forecast. I could mm-hmm. read that much worse on Flint Saginaw's NBC Twenty Five. He's the morning meteorologist. Indeed, uh, he has been honored with many awards. So the prediction carries more weights with the more, the ah. more awards you have. Correct? Is that I, the way that works? I I guess you know it uh, when you get only like what is it like. Right at the bottom, it, people go, oh, well, he's allowed to be wrong. And now at this point, it's, how dare you? Yeah, that's right, because <laughs> the, both the Associated Press and the Michigan Association of Broadcasters have honored you with the best weather cast. So Those, congratulations. Thank you very much. Those were kind of a surprise, admittedly. <laughs> but it's kind of, you know, you wake up one morning, and you get this email, and you go, wait, what? <laughs> wait, I, thought, I thought that weather cast was horrible. I got it yeah. all wrong. Get a manila envelope in the mail, beautiful piece of paper. Nice. Amazing piece of paper. <laughs> so Med grew up in Metro Detroit, um, and maybe he'll share with us. I was reading on on uh, the website the, the story of the traumatic weather experience that led him to to engage in this line of work. Um, Began with ignoring my parents, but yes. Well, good. Let's we can start with that. Also, a graduate of Central Michigan. So I wanted to Fire kick up. off with this mm-hmm. um, first question: What is your favorite season? Ooh, fall. Always fall. To cover, answer. to cover, or I guess I should clarify, ah, as a yeah. person or as a meteorologist, what is your favorite season to cover, and what is your favorite season, I'm I guess, just to still go with fall. Yeah? I'm going to still go with fall. You get, you can kind of get a mix. A, fall is beautiful. Yeah, right. Michigan is awesome in the fall because you get the fall colors, all that kind of stuff. You can still get severe weather rolling through. You can get early snow, at which everybody freaks out and gets very mad at me, but it's a lot of fun to cover because, you know, technically people tend to watch the news then. <laughs> but... <laughs> You have all the different stuff that goes in. You can get really hot. You can get really cold. Everything's all jumbled into like a two-month period, and it's awesome. So talk about not listening to your parents back on that day. <laughs> and it said on the website a tree exploded because it was hit by lightning in your neighborhood. Yeah. Is that how that all so, out? So uh, brief summary of uh, it was back in 97. We got A lot of people remember we had a really nasty line of storms that like came across the state it hit the saginaw region hard uh started off near grand rapids and uh muskegon and it just rolled all the way across um the type of storms actually really were you learn about it in uh school to become a meteorologist called a derecho it's basically just a line of awful storms 
it's just a windstorm and it just knocks everything down but um that was i was how old was i eight ish something like that when it actually rolled through skies green going oh that's cool yeah and when i was a kid i was terrified of thunderstorms like beyond terrified like sleeping in a sleeping bag on my parents floor <laughs> <laughs> um and with that one i just thought yeah hey, look green sky and storms coming on in the sirens are going off parents are like all right get down in the basement okay why would i ever listen to my parents when i'm an eight-year-old boy running around um Look out the front window. I uh, have a big oak tree kind of sitting in front. Parents' house is on a corner in uh, the city in Dearborn. And big old flash, you know, blinded for a second. You gain your vision back, and the tree in front of you is kind of exploding after getting hit by <laughs> lightning. There's just the base trunk left yeah. over. That wow. sounds awesome. It was so cool. Yeah. And um, that was basically the reaction of, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by my mom going, where are you? You know, <laughs> And then immediately grabbing me and pulling me downstairs into the basement. Um, but once it was done, it's, uh, I, uh, you guys remember like those eyewitness books of like different oh, things? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they have one all about weather. And I kept asking, hey, you know, why? Why, why, why? As little kids will. Mm-hmm. Favorite word, aside from no. Um, and my parents eventually just got annoyed with it and said, all right, here, to the library we go. And then... Huh. Eyewitness weather book to the rescue. Did it teach you how, how a sky turns green? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen a green sky. Um, say it's kind of similar process to just, you know, like blue sky, that kind of stuff. Um, think light spectrum. Okay. Depending on the type of um, precipitation or the, te- or the way a water droplet in the air is shaped, it'll either absorb or reflect a certain color. Okay. So uh, if the sun's hitting it at a different angle and it's like an ice crystal, it'll look different than if it was warm enough and it's still a drop of water that's liquid. See, this is the kind of insight that you get from an award-winning meteorologist. <laughs> I'm explain yeah. to you just the science. The snap. I'm really, I'm really grateful that Laura's friend blew her off the first. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way. You, we we had an in, so to speak. I'm air quoting. I had an in. On another weatherman who apparently, I, I, I don't know that they actually are friends, but oh. Laura claimed, I'm very good friends with the weatherman. We should have him on to talk I about the friends. weather. I said friends. Friends. Oh. <laughs> I never said very good. <laughs> you said friends since kindergarten. Like Seriously. Lifelong bond. Went to I, school from the time we were five years old all the way through graduating high school, but I whatever, Derek. I'm perfectly happy being the backup. That is okay. <laughs> well, I think, I think we did better. Yeah, no, I, I thought we were. I think we're better There's off. not a question. Yeah. So t- talk, talk to us about, you've, you decide you want to be a weatherman. Yep. What is, and obviously you're on TV, a lot of people think of only ever see weather men or mm-hmm. weather women on TV. Obviously, there are people who do this job for other people, but talk first about what goes into learning to be a meteorologist, and second of all, how does that how do you translate that into the TV side of the business? Uh, that that's the complicated part is trying to because just like the basic pieces there, like the ice crystal, water droplet kind of thing. It's I mean there there's so many, but this also happens, and this also happens. Therefore, this happens that you have to learn about. But I mean, you start off um, your base math class you have to have completed before you can even start the meteorology courses is the first stage of calculus um then you move on to the advanced calculus and you're into the meteorology of all these different things like you have to learn about the physics of clouds you have to learn about the different levels in the atmosphere everything i like to always describe it as think of the atmosphere like a cake like a multi-leveled cake 
every single level has something different happening in it. Some can be warm, some can be cold, and depending on what they are, it actually changes what's going to be falling on your head that day. Um, and all of that wraps up into you have um, you have to start thinking in your first class with the top of the atmosphere, and then eventually by your senior year, you actually work your way down to the ground. So you don't learn about the weather that's happening right where you're standing until you're really that much for, that far into the degree because everything starts on a grand scale and then works its way down. It's kind of backwards, um, but you we actually have names for it. There is um, uh, there's dynamic level, which is like, uh, think of like hemisphere size. Mm-hmm. Then you have synoptic, which is like large area, low pressure, large area, high pressure, the big cyclones, that kind of stuff. From there, you go down to mesoscale. Mesoscale is like uh, lines of thunderstorms, that kind of stuff. And then you get down to microscale, which is like, you know, small storm, tornado, that kind of stuff. So you keep getting smaller and smaller. But you have to start off big. Mm-hmm. And going through the meteorology classes, knowing the calculus stuff behind it, unfortunately, <laughs> you have to learn about how the process happens, what happens after that happens. There's always like a falling domino effect. So when did you get, at what point in your class mm-hmm. schedule or your schooling did you think, I'd like to do this on TV? Um, I knew that when I was probably about 12 years old. So that was, you beforehand. went in to be a TV meteorologist. Mm-hmm. Yep, my, um, my, the, I was watching uh, these two guys in Metro Detroit. Um, they were on the NBC station there. Um, WDIV is the call letters, uh, Chuck Gatica and Paul Gross. Yep. And they were just like legends. And I watched them. And I thought, oh, they're cool. And it's just personable. They'll talk to you like you're a regular person on the other side of the screen, just like you're there with them and just talking to you. And I was like, I would love to do that. And I was the shyest, nerdiest kid <laughs> on the planet. So that was like, uh, you know, wasn't sure. Um, but I really want to do that just by watching them. So then when I found out that I could go to school for it, I went, all right, cool. I'm born and bred maize and blue, so I'm going to go to U of M. No. best school in the state for it is central michigan university they've got this actual bachelor's degree for meteorology and they're the only ones in the state that do interesting yeah so after that it was just all right i'll go for the classes and i'll learn how to talk to other human beings afterwards (laughs) (laughs) so where might someone find a meteorologist if not on tv or Um, on a radio station they're in a lot of places and some uh some that you might not think of um Every airport usually has, or big airports, like um, they usually have a meteorologist on staff um, to keep an eye out for different things, watch conditions. Uh, airlines have meteorologists on staff. They don't, a lot of times, they don't communicate directly with the National Weather Service right away. They have their own meteorologists to say, all right, these flights, yes, these flights, no. Um, cruise lines, they usually have a meteorologist even on the ship. Um, you've got private sector stuff. Anything with shipping and trade, shipping companies have their own. I mean, and the, the forecasts they do to decide whether or not that ship goes or whether it doesn't, I mean, that goes all the way into it'll affect the way a stock will go up and down. I mean, wow. these forecasts. I'm happy I'm on TV, and I don't have to worry about affecting somebody's money. You just have, you just have angry school kids just or angry, angry school parents. Kids, angry, angry parents. parents. <laughs> <laughs> with not, not stock prices. Oh, yeah. yeah. You affect a lot of our money. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'll be sending you our daycare bills. <laughs> My bad. So speaking of, speaking of, we are, you have predicted, mm-hmm. again, we're sitting here Tuesday morning, right before right before lunch. Um, I'd like to read to you, probably your aunt, maybe I don't know if these are your words or a colleague of yours mm-hmm. at, at, uh, at MBC 25. 
This is the prediction for later today and tomorrow. Indeed. And again, the listeners of this podcast will be listening to this after, after they see what <laughs> wait, wait, wait. after wait. it happens. Is it for right. Flint or is it for Lansing? Well, this says it goes all the way to Perry. So this is okay. A, okay. This is a Perry and then up and around Lansing up to like probably the Ashley area. Okay. And like St. John's. And then that can well, we're, 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 hit us into it. But okay. I did my research. I had to check on Lansing before I came here because I was like, they're going to ask me. So mm-hmm. I got to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, the maps I was looking at, it all seems like it's in the same. It pretty same much. One nice pocket. big paintbrush. Nice yeah. and easy this time. <laughs> okay. So two rounds of snow arrived this week. The round number one focuses on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Snow showers will begin to spread over the region later Tuesday night. I feel like I'm, my voice is like naturally going into like the radio it is. weatherman it is. kind yeah. of tone <laughs> with, lights, with light amounts at first. As the system passes over, we will see heavier snow showers through the morning before sunrise and continuing through the daylight hours. By the afternoon, around 1 p.m., we should see the worst begin to taper off from the northwest, uh, moving to the southeast. Overall, snowfall amounts are covered in a solid brush stroke with pretty much everyone expecting a, the same amount of snowfall. And here it is, the money line. A wide area of three to six inches of snowfall will coat mid-Michigan. Indeed. And those are my words. Those are your words. Yep. Which mm-hmm. also is well a common misconception. TV meteorologists are true meteorologists. We don't copy and paste. We have to all make our own forecast, which is also why station by station, a lot of times the forecasts will look a little different because we're all making our own. Mm-hmm. So you stand by this, three to six? Indeed. Lansing area, though, probably more like two to five. Okay, good. Are so, my kids sorry. going to school tomorrow? They live in a flower We're only 25 minutes. No comment on yeah. that one. Um, the, uh, are you interested in wondering why we give a range like that? Yes. Of course. Yeah, I am. Yes. Ha. So I like to make sure whenever I go anywhere I, that I explain why, um, whether it's me or somebody else or wherever it is they live, find a meteorologist that, first off, is a degreed meteorologist, but also um, that gives you a range because they're the ones that are actually looking at the true science. I know it doesn't seem like it's not as accurate like giving an actual number, but it's more accurate because when you get a system that moves in, you remember I mentioned like layers of a cake mm-hmm. kind of thing? As a snowflake moves through different layers, some can be warm, can, some can be cold, or it can be cold all the way from the cloud to the ground. Um, it affects the snowflake <clears throat> size. So if you've got a temperature like 14 to 21 degrees, that snowflake is going to be twice the size of a snowflake at 30 degrees because it's actually made up of more ice crystals than a warmer one. Um, If you're making, (laughs) continuing with the cake analogy, if you're making a cake (laughs) in the kitchen, you are thinking of this many parts flour to this many parts water or this many parts this, right? It's a ratio. Same thing with thinking of a snowflake. A snowflake is a ratio of ice crystals and liquid water. So we call it a 10 to 1 ratio, that wet, heavy kind, Mm -hmm. right? That's amazing for snowballs, but a pain to shovel. Um, You get to a 20 to 1 ratio when you get the really cold air because now it's nice and fluffy, but it's a lot of ice crystals in it and not as much liquid water. Now it's 15 parts ice to that one part water. So in a storm system, you can have multiple different ratios. So they'll stack up different. But that range covers whether or not it's all one type or all the other type and anything mixed in between. What's the biggest range you might give? Uh, If if usually you don't want to go more than three because if you go more than three, that one is really your like, I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> um, a lot of times we'll get to like um, 8 to 12 because at that point it just depends on whether or not you get what's called a convective cell, which means it's got like a lot of oomph to it. 
and it's going to like just dump a lot in one specific area. Mm-hmm. So we'll give that extra little bit of, all right, most people are going to be around 8, 9, 10, but if you get caught under one of these nasty cells, you're going to get slammed with an extra inch and a half in like an hour, that kind of thing. So it gives us a little bit. And then when you get over a foot at a certain point, we just kind of go, nobody cares. They're all getting buried. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so does this winter suck way more than all the other winters? <laughs> it really or does it like just it. seem like that? Yeah. So we are, uh, at least for the areas I've been, that I cover, we are above normal for snowfall, at least for the moment. Um, I continuously count my blessings <laughs> as of this morning that I'm not up in the upper peninsula because there are a lot of spots that are over 300 inches for the season. Yeah. And that's a that, lot. That is a ridiculous amount. Maybe we should remember that. No. <laughs> <laughs> their their snowpack up near Marquette is larger than sixty inches currently on the ground. That sounds awesome. Sixty inches, Joe. Gosh, it sounds like the ability to make tunnels. Yeah, yeah. Be great. yeah. yeah. I mean, I love seeing the pictures of the like the streets of Marquette <laughs> and like how they said that like they're not charging parking anymore, be parking anymore because mm-hmm. the parking meters are buried in the snow. You That's can't insane. find them. My one of my favorites was there's a road sign that it's like a max load sign for a semi, right? But the level of the snow is up to just the word max. So they're like, all right, no more snow for the season. We got our max. <laughs> What's up with stuff like bomb cyclone uh-huh. and polar vortex? And all right. Are you guys just making drama? So, it's, no. <laughs> These, oh, oh, I know. They sound... So... What happened, especially with, the, especially with the polar vortex thing? So all these words are things we learned in school. They're all real things. But somebody, back in 2008, when we had that first real big cold snap, decided they were going to open some meteorology book. The uh, synoptic one, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and that, that all one. of a sudden, they found the bomb cyclone, and they also found polar vortex. And they went, ooh, those sound cool. Vortex is a cool word. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, think of it like uh, when you go outside, um, you have to wear a hat to keep your head warm, right? It acts as an insulator. Um, the polar vortex is like the hat on the top of the globe. It's always there. It's a big center of low pressure. Now, in the winter, the jet stream that we have actually sinks further south towards the, tro- towards the tropics. And then in the summer, it shifts further north. So, in the winter, it's really easy to fly from San Francisco to New York. And in the summer, it's not as easy. But when it sinks south, they now go, ah, the polar vortex is coming back. When really all it is is it's just, it's just a little bit of it's kind of sweeping through and then it goes back up. It's always been there. It's always been a term. It's something that we learn about because it's actually part of the Earth's environment. But the word sounded cool. So somebody said, hey, instead of the jet stream is sinking down and we're getting some Arctic air instead of saying Arctic air. And now they're going to say polar vortex. Is this a social media phenomenon? It is. Weather in the social media age. 100% a social meteorologist thing. So has social media and yeah. weather. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I like Don't that gloss term. over that. Yeah. I, think, I think he just coined a new term. Uh, I can't take credit for it, but it is in the group of meteorologists, especially ones that are on air. Um, we we call them social meteorologists because on Facebook there are so many groups, so many pages where they are weather enthusiasts, and you have to dig in the bio to see that they say that, and that's kind of their butt covering line. <laughs> but they throw out all this information because most of these forecast models are open to the public to be able to see. But there's so much that goes into actually knowing which ones are right, which ones are wrong, which one is right what time of the year, which one actually has a bias for how much moisture it shows. Like this one might show more rain simply because that's the way that one's programmed to. 
and then they just kind of post you know like the raw stuff a week out and they go we're gonna get buried and then when we get to saturday and we have sunshine nobody remembers that that's what they threw out there they just kind of all get mad so at they're the ruining all, they're ruining for all of you guys yeah i know what you're doing <laughs> this is more complicated than polling it sounds like well yeah, yeah. My sister follows a page. She's a teacher in Southeast Michigan. She oh, I know which page. Snow Freaks or something uh. like that. And she says, he's always right. He's always right. And I'm like, okay. No comment. <laughs> why didn't you ask him? to? Why didn't we invite him? Because he's not a real meteorologist. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a choice. Oh, no. Of which special feature you would like to do first. Would you like to go to the book of questions or would you like to... Uh, do our new sp- our new special feature that we're rolling out for this episode, the mystery feature. I was a big How I Met Your Mother fan, and I remember the line "New is always better." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with new. Okay, new, new feature, new for uh, new for a thousand. Please. Okay, so we're gonna we are introducing today <laughs> a, a new feature on the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Um, it's called Ask a Weatherman. So I don't know if we're ever going to oh, do snap. it again because <laughs> we, I don't know that we're going to have many more weathermen back on. Um, it's new because I'm in the room is what it you're is. saying. It is. It's new. Uh, we will see. Maybe Laura's friend will remember those fond days of when they were in kindergarten together. And, and I'm never going to let I this down. I want to know who this friend is. You, the you community is we, we can't say the name. She already said Derek. I heard that. Oh, yeah. So just. <gasps> Kevra. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so remember. Um, so remember the uh, the that Michigan Association uh, Broadcasters Award. Did you beat him? For? Did he come in second? Uh, no, I was second. He was first. <laughs> he didn't try. <laughs> Let me guess. He didn't return their call to come get it. So you got it. No, he was there. And to be to be honest, his, his he is very. I highly respect the way that he presents the weather because he goes into the science like not many meteorologists like to do because it's a very dangerous territory to go into. Because it opens so many doors for questions that can get uncomfortable, and it does the same thing. And I, it's really nice to be able to. If if I was going to lose to anybody, I'm very happy that I lost to him. Okay, well, good. And well, I, you I, won. I today. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, he, he lost. You, to you hear today. that, Derek? <laughs> I still, I still, I still don't like him. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so new feature. Um, Joe, ask a weatherman. You've been working on some imaging, I understand. Yeah, we have, we have we have an intro. We've got intro. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we Why don't we get into that, and after that, we will um, we will lay out exactly what ask a weatherman looks like. Ask a weatherman. Ask a weatherman. Listen to that. Son of a Carolina, the wind is whipping longer than it has in the last 24 hours. Don't make unnecessary journeys. Don't take risks on treacherous roads. So, so that, is that what it's like in a day in the life? Absolute pandemonium. Oh, always, always. <laughs> we encapsulated that well. That's good. Mid-Michigan weather there in in 30 seconds. Okay, so what we did, we knew you were coming on, um, or we knew a weatherman was coming on. We've covered covered that. So (laughs) you're here. So we we open this up uh, to our listeners. Ask them once-in-a-lifetime opportunity here to ask a weatherman any question that you would like to ask. And so we said, dial in to our voicemail, leave a question, and we will ask that question on the air. 
and Ahmed will answer it for Challenge you. Challenge accepted. So, <laughs> without further ado, let me play for you. We'll play, Joe, we'll play the question of what we got. We came in this morning. There was, yeah, a, there was, there was it was blinking. Yeah. The thing was blinking, so we had a question. So, let me, let's play that up. Yep, let's do it. Hey, Matt, it's Zach. All right, I got my question for you. Hey, Cold Oatmeal listeners. So, here's my question on the weather. I'm wondering if he would rather, if he had a choice, Nobody gets hurt, no property gets damaged. Would he rather observe firsthand an EF5 tornado or a Category 5 hurricane? Is that, is that Zach Gorchow? It sounded like him. I, he, said, he said it was Zach, right? It's, well, it sounded like Zach, yeah. I mean, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't ask him, but did he weasel his way on here again? If anybody could do it, it'd be Zach Gorchow. <laughs> yeah. How many mugs does that guy want? <laughs> Good grief. Well, we do know. I mean, Zach is a friend. Was a friend, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll know what Ouch. I'm, he'll, he'll yeah. know what I'm he, saying. He understands. <laughs> yeah. um, we do know this about Zach, and, and we love him. But he is a weather, a weather, uh, um, has a well-earned weather nerd kind of reputation. Good Obsessed. man. He's a connoisseur. <laughs> he is a connoisseur of weather. Of weather. Connoisseur. Yes. I like that. So you heard his question, Indeed. correct? What? What's your answer? All right. So he mentioned no damage, like nobody gets hurt, right? Like, yeah. Yep. Mm, okay. So I'm inclined to go with the hurricane. Really? Yes. But, but, but. <laughs> I but, agree with that. Oh, she said yes too fast. But, <laughs> but, sorry. Um, I got to go with the twister. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go with the twister. I'm sorry. Uh, what is, what, is, cool. what is that answer? What do you mean you're inclined to go to the hurricane, but you're going to pick the tornado? I'm inclined to go with the hurricane because it's warmer there, okay. where they form, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really freaking cold outside right now. Uh, but no, I got to go with the twister. But you don't get tornadoes in the winter in the Midwest, ah, do you? Do we not? Or are they called something else? Do we They're not? called bomb cyclones. Are they called yeah. bomb cyclones? <laughs> the biggest Polar vortex. weather ever? First uh, December tornado was uh, three years ago. In Canton, down in southeast Michigan. And okay. that one was uh, weird, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least, because you're not expecting to be starting to look for rotation on a radar when it's the middle of December. Yeah. Um, but they that's what's weird, is they have happened in every state and in all different kinds of the year. It's All you just need is you need that good warm air and you need that good cold air and just right together. You have you been? Have you been in one of these, either of these, where you've stood outside and go? Oh, ne- never a oh, five no. of either of those, but I have chased and caught tornadoes before. Fun. That sounds so awesome. They, that sounds yeah. so cool. Yeah. They are. Um, they are both an ex- extremely exciting to see, um, but also at the same moment when you're watching it, you're like, you get that kind of that terror feeling yeah i'm gonna die oh yeah there's that (laughs) yeah um there is a science to the way they do it um they're actually having an issue out in oklahoma right now where so many people are downloading like the radars on their phone and that kind of stuff and they want to go out and be a quote-unquote chaser kind of thing and the roads actually get clogged and they had an issue with the more oklahoma tornado a couple years ago where there's so many people on the roads and they can't go anywhere. That sounds now. like a great way to thin the herd (laughs) yeah (laughs) there you go natural selection that's fine up in the twister, uh, but I went with a, I went with the EF five tornado because um, the environment needed to shape and create one of those is so complex. 
down to the smallest teeny tiny little key points that um actually seeing one of those i mean it's it's awe-inspiring to see one of those now the hurricane obviously would be the other one if the question had been like which one of these things would you want to see without naming them that would have been my second because just now with especially with our new satellite where you can see it in basically like 15 second intervals kind of thing i mean it's just in such high detail you get to see the birds flying around in the middle that are stuck in the eye yeah it's 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 wild um yeah uh and the power for to try and build like one of those up um, is actually a lot more common than people might think. A lot of times they happen out in the middle of the Atlantic or the middle of the Pacific um, where they've got enough power to build up, but they just like lose their steam if they run into an area of air that's just not good for them. Follow-up question, better weather movie, Twister or Perfect Storm? Uh, you read my mind. I was going with the Twister question too. I'm going to have a follow-up to the follow-up. Uh, do you know why that's a timely question? A, it's Twister. A, it's Twister. B, when they made Twister, um, Bill Paxton was labeled as now like the guy to inspire future meteorologists. And Mm -hmm. the amount of people that went to go to school and learn to become meteorologists skyrocketed up after that movie. Wow. Wow. And yesterday is the second anniversary of his death. Mm. Bill Uh, Paxton. He is. You sure it it wasn't Helen Hunt? Because no. that's kind of what I would have wanted to be. Go to <laughs> he was kind of like the he was the pinnacle there, um, but he uh, did, and he was then the voice for documentaries. He was the, all yeah. kinds of stuff, and I, he knew that he had done this, and he didn't realize I think until like a couple years after how big of a deal it had been. Because you know, meteorologists hadn't really been in a movie as like the you know the the hero kind of thing. So are you striving to, someday there will be the Bill Paxton Meteorologist of the Year Award, and you will... They're honestly, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Be able to hand that out would be amazing. Um, There's a cool tribute that um, Chasers, there's a a main website, a main app, that Storm Chasers really use to actually coordinate their movements when they're chasing a storm, that kind of thing. Um, It's called the Chaser Network, and everybody has now, thanks to their phones and GPS and stuff, they plot little dots on a map and they'll move around and meteorologists can kind of coordinate and see them streaming from their cameras on their cars um as a tribute to him um and anytime a chaser actually um kind of dies in the line of chasing kind of thing they will send out an alert and over the next couple of days throughout like nebraska oklahoma and all that kind of stuff they will send out coordinates and then you can go and then when you look at the map the dots of where people are will form the shape of the person's initials and when bill paxton passed away the very next day they actually did that um mm-hmm. label and i'll i know unfortunately the people won't be able to see it that are listening but you got to trust me think of a big bp over the middle of the midwest but it was something really really cool to be able to actually see that type of tribute to uh, that man. So, oh wow, was, a man yeah. showing us his phone. Yep. So that is. Yep. So there's an actual BP. <laughs> oh wow, in that's the cool. Middle. Wow. So now you're crossing states, right? With mm-hmm. how many people are actually involved with this? This was a major, major thing to have that kind of a movie come out. So Twister will 100% always be my favorite movie, simply because it was an inspiration <laughs> to go into the job. So my follow up to that was, is the science behind that little pot that contraption they stuck in the back of a pickup truck mm-hmm. full of little things yep is that real yes is that that's that's yes. not bogus science nope. that is a real thing uh chasers back oh was it the 70s or the 80s forgive me i actually can't remember off the top of my head but they were actually sticking these things in front of tornadoes to try and get probes in to measure the speeds warnings at the time just that you had moments these warnings came down when the sirens go off now 
it's literally because these people were putting these things in front of these tornadoes. We have tornado sirens nowadays because at least that part of that movie is true. Hmm. They stuck these things in front of them, and there were some of them that unfortunately did not make it through because of how dangerous that kind of thing was. But we had, uh, it was just the other day, they had a pretty nasty tornado down in um, Columbus, Mississippi, and it had 20 minutes of lead time. There were, we knew there was going to be a huge one. The Weather for Service put down the warning. They had 20 minutes. That is a long time when you know for sure that one is going to end up happening. So I want to go back up to the top layer of the layer cake. And this is probably a loaded question, but... Hey, the top layer has the frosting. It's great. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, you hear folks talk about global warming. Mm -hmm. I've heard stuff about the new ice age and and all of this stuff. What What of that do you think is likely? You're hitting me with the hard ones here. (laughs) <laughs> but we that can, is we a can good always question. go to the and book of questions if you like. Uh, no, it, it, it's you know that is a good question. Um, so, I, as a scientist, I would be completely against anything I have learned, the peer-reviewed journals, anything like that. If I said it did not exist, it is very much the we you can physically measure the different levels of this stuff going back thousands of because they see the physical evidence in the ice cores. They see the physical evidence of all this kind of stuff. The biggest argument I get back is that, well, it, it's always gone up and down. It's always gone up and down in temperature. And it has. They're, they're, it's very uh, cyclical, like a, like a sound wave. I mean, it really does go up and down and up and down. The difference this time is when you look at it, it is exponentially a steeper climb, exponentially higher. And the only difference between any of the other times and this one is us. That's the only difference. You can go back and go, hey, you know, I see the ups and downs. I see it at its worst. I see it at its either direction. There is mass extinction with this cold or with this heat and all that kind of stuff. But this time is so much bigger in every possible way. There is no difference aside from human beings. That's it. And we've seen the evidence that we of what we can do by the ozone hole, thanks to the 80s and giant hair. <laughs> um, that is healing right now. They put out a report two years ago. It is healing. It is closing. Give it a few more decades, and it will be able to heal up a lot. Hmm. So we know also then that if we can make a change, that it can heal. But there is a point of no return. Now, is it tomorrow? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> So a lot of the processes that have been put into place have started to make a difference. We can see that, for instance, by the ozone hole fixing, that kind of stuff, but, and by cutting down on different emissions, that kind of thing. Like we know, don't go and throw a pop bottle into the river. That's probably not a good, th- good thing to do. You can recycle it, and also in the process here in Michigan, you get 10 cents back. Yes! <laughs> but um, without making that extra change for certain different things... Um, the process keeps getting worse. And it really is something where if you warm up one degree in the ocean, for instance, you can throw off a ton. Just like if you got an inch of rain, that doesn't mean that you got just like a little inch of water or something in your yard. An inch of rain is a lot, and you can get the riverbanks going up because it's not just an inch of rain, whatever. It's an inch of rain over all of your area that now has to flood into a certain spot. So... Same thing. Just one degree can make a huge difference in either strengthening something or throwing it down. I like to describe it as an enhancer. Um, Yes or no. Over the past decade or so, 
we've seen a lot of these really nasty hurricanes more often. A lot more. Um, we're seeing the higher numbers, we're seeing the more damage, that kind of stuff. It means the worst type of events are enhanced, and the worst types of events happen more often. Hmm. That's kind of the way that this all sets up. It's not something where it just all of a sudden the Earth shuts down. It just makes the nasty stuff happen a lot more and stronger than they used to be. Well, I don't think there's any way to follow that up other than to go to the book of questions. Yeah. <laughs> I feel encouraged that we're healing the ozone layer. Yeah, oh, yeah that right. was nice yeah. to hear. As well, long as we can, as as long as we can make to a... my 80s hair, I'm a little... <laughs> as long as we can make a You're change, You're redeeming yourself now, Stephanie. I also, I also feel good that we've had two bad questions from the book. And people and have liked yeah, them. We're, we're bound to have a, a good one eventually. Right. So the way the book of questions works... Uh, for those haven't, who haven't listened before, we've discovered a few episodes ago that Stephanie has had on her desk for most of the life of this podcast, some 30-plus uh, episodes, an actual book of questions, which we didn't know was there. Um, while we were struggling for questions in the past, we never knew that there was a resource like this just just waiting. So your job is to pick a number between 1 and 200, oh. and then we will... We should start uh, keeping track of what we should, pick, because, by the way. Because if, we get, if I <laughs> land on the same question again, I'm going to be... Yeah, we'll be annoyed. <laughs> Between 1 and 200. Yes. All right. Um, I am going to go with, let's see, 122. Okay. I think the first one was 122. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> you should have said something like, done? I'll take questions between 4 to 7. <laughs> <laughs> if 122 has been used before, let's go with anything up to 130. I, th I think we're safe. By You're a newlywed, so I don't want to ask you 122. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, definitely ask oh, well, you, you, you kind of okay. got it. Yeah, you have, no, you I think I threw it. myself into, into that one. He picked it. It's on our phone. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now, is the, book of is the question for me, or is it for everybody? It's, it's, you, for, you. it's for you, and then oh. if we feel like we want to add, if we, oh. then we do that. And this will probably be the last question, so we make it good. Okay. It's a terrible question. Uh. <laughs> I'm just warning you. If you were happily married mm -hmm. and then met someone you felt was certain to always bring you deeply passionate, intoxicating love, would you leave your spouse? No. <laughs> Can I? Well, I'm, am I yeah. certain? <laughs> Nick is blushing. <laughs> For him. For him. I, will, I, will, I will go with no. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. And I will say that was a terrible number for me to pick. <laughs> I'm starting to question the wisdom behind the book of questions. He's already met that woman. He married her. That's yes. right. Bingo. Cassie, I love you. <laughs> and you heard that I'm a answer. So, I'm a soft yes on that one. <laughs> Which isn't surprising. Yeah. Well, Matt, it's been a pleasure to meet you and to have you here. Thank you. We yeah. learned I learned a lot. This is my apologies for completely yeah. nerding out with the science for you. Oh, guys. that's no, super that's interesting. No, that's Although good. I didn't see anybody's eyes glaze over, so that was no, no, not at all. We're all fascinated. That's why we asked you to be here. No, but so. now I want cake. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I knew there was such a connection, but yeah. so thanks for being with us, and uh, we will be right back.
So we talked about the uh, the bomb cyclone a little bit with Ahmed mm-hmm. uh, Baji, our uh, meteorologist from NBC 25 in Flint. Joe, um, stink bomb cyclone. Ooh. Yeah, what do you want to hear about it? Your house. Walk us through this whole this whole skunk thing. We've we've. We've smelled the aftermath of it. Yeah, I stink. I think I still. St- this is like well over a week old now, and I think I still stink. There's like things in my house that just kind of are holding it, and if I touch it, you know, I came in like, this morning. There aren't things in your nose that like everything's gone is just still so embedded in your nose. Right. You smell it everywhere you go. Well, you're not nose blind to it yet. No, because I think it's mostly gone. But like, there's just like things in cabinets that are grabbing it for some reason. If I touch it, it's like yeah. on my. It was on my hand this morning. I'm like, I, I smell this. <laughs> Um, so we haven't talked about this before, but Joe had a pet skunk in the neighborhood that took a liking to your house. Yeah. And it was, was it spraying it as you just what, so it walked by? This is all according to Sal the Skunk Man, who was awesome. And I have... His name is Sal? His name is Sal. <laughs> and if anyone needs a, a pest guy, I have your guy. Email me. Sal. He's awesome. Um, but it's like mating season for skunks, so they're like super active, just spraying everywhere to let other skunks know they're around and... Apparently there hey was baby. a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a big one living under my back porch, and uh, we attempted to catch him like a couple times, kind of out further in my backyard, away from the house, by uh, out by the garage. He was too smart, so then we had to move the trap closer to the house, and uh, like right after he moved it that night, around nine fifteen, I hear this. We're gonna get like. Peter calls about this, but I this trap snaps, and I hear this squealing. And Sal had told me like it's gonna be instant. Like it's it'll it'll be one spray and it'll be done. Like it's Sal's it, prediction was a bit yeah. off. <laughs> anyway, I'm hearing squealing, and I'm like, oh, that's going on for a while. That's uh, that's bad, and it really stinks. Uh, so anyway, Sal shows up like 45 minutes later. Awesome that he came at like 10 o'clock at night. Um, <laughs> And I go out in the driveway, and I meet him out there, and he like just kind of pokes his head back out from out of the van. He's like, okay, so worst-case scenario, <laughs> apparently the skunk had like crawled all the way through the trap until the very end, but then it got him on his tail. So he was just sitting there stinking up the place for like the better part of an hour, and this is two feet from my house. So it was... I. You smelled me. You all smelled me. It was on me. It lived on me. It was disgusting. I... It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. I think it was the vinegar bath you took that I, I that got my notice. Yeah. Is that when I walked in, I said, "What's that? That's vinegar. That's a lot of vinegar." Yeah, it was gross. So, word to the wise: you can carry a little Vicks Vapor Rub in your purse and rub a little bit right <laughs> under your nose on your upper lip, and it will help. You said that put the smells together, and it was weird. It did. It did. But it was it cut the skunk, so it was it was better. So, what did Sal wear when he went back to? remove the skunk full hazmat suit uh no he was just in like, just you know, like a winter jacket and baseball hat yeah just, <laughs> just just a guy wearing some stuff ready to go dispose of a stunk he's Added used to, to his it collection. it's his job yeah he was awesome well i'm glad you're in better uh scent this yeah week. yes you're feeling a little bit better poor person that sat next to you on a plane huh yeah, yeah, and then I got on a plane like as this ordeal is unfolding, and think this was a couple days after that. I'm like, okay, it's starting to smell a little better. I, I, I stink less. I know I stunk less at work yesterday. I get on a plane and I definitely stink. Like once you're out of your house, like it's you like st- sort of get a sense for what's really going on. And I'm on this plane, <laughs> and I'm like I, I stink. And then 
I'm did you there. give any looks? Did anybody... No, I didn't. Because I think you had to like she. The girl next to me would have to probably be like really up in me to like smell it. But she was like sleeping on the window. But um, I could smell it. And then I get to the hotel room and I open my suitcase and it just hit me like a like a punch in the face. It was I was beyond <laughs> livid. So I spent like. I went. I went and bought a bucket, and I'm soaking my clothes and hydrogen peroxide and baking. So it was terrible. It was terrible. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Glad you're all having fun with it. Well, it's a good story. Yeah. Now that it's over. Now that it's over for you. Yeah. Are we talking about history or no? Well, I do have some concerns, only because, <clears throat> I mean, we've we have a president who's like talked about deporting people for less than than <laughs> the score on the citizenship test. So Nick Nick, it's all Nick's fault. It's not my fault. One of those snow days. Was it a snow day? It was just some day when we were not around and there was a there Some was of us were around. A citizenship test that was posted in the, the free press, right? Yeah, it's Nancy Kaffer's fault. Okay. So we'll t- tell about your tell well, about So your test. so the Woodrow Wilson Institute had put out had done some research and uh, asked citizens across the country to take the civics test that they give to immigrants who are applying for citizenship. And you need to, it's 20 questions, and you need to answer 12 of them correctly to pass it and become a U.S. citizen. And the Woodrow Wilson Institute um, had, had tested people across the country and found that in the state of Michigan, two-thirds of citizens in Michigan fail the civics test. And we were one of the, I forget, we were one of the five worst states in America or something as far as, you know, basic civics knowledge. Um, so I, I took it and didn't perform as well as I would have liked. And, um, <laughs> and so That's then, terrible. So I, so then I shared it. it with some others. In, in an effort <laughs> he to, missed one. In an effort to boost the team's morale, decided to send the test around to everyone, <laughs> gloating over the fact that he missed one. I did not gloat. I am genuinely a ba- So yeah, you, you've got to take it back to my childhood. And so, of course, you know, I provided this also to my father, who's a brilliant and learned man, who took it and got them all right. And so that's sort of where I was. I'm, he disappointed in you? Yeah, you're an embarrassment. I have not told him that I got one wrong. <laughs> when I posted it on Facebook, when I shared it via social media, I simply said, How disappointing that two thirds of citizens don't pass this. And I didn't indicate what my score was. I don't need your approval. <laughs> the thing is that I will say, I've taken it and I did reasonably well. I missed two. But. The thing is, it's a it's a silly test because it is all obscure stuff. So my comparison is when you go to take your written driver's test, they give you a little booklet that's what every driver must know, and it gives you all the ins and outs of stuff. And if you had a chance to look at a little pamphlet, you would probably get all of these questions right. But they're very obscure questions, and some of them are quite arguable as far as what I the agree. answer was. Yeah. That we haven't learned in a very long time. I, I disagree on... All counts. <laughs> I think they're, they were relatively basic questions that pretty much anybody should that know. all surrounded dates. Nick, that Nick, one of them surrounded dates. Nick, there was one date. I think you are the nicest person on the planet, but that was the one day that I was getting mad at you <laughs> for comments like that. I'm sorry. I didn't think it was very now basic. It's two days. <laughs> now this is the second day. <laughs> because the thing is, okay, so I'm going to give an example of one of the questions that I got wrong. Um, and it was the authors of the Federalist Papers. I, I'm down with this one. I'm with Stephanie. On this I one. missed this one too. So the f- I got this one. So you guys, I it, got it right, except I read the question incorrectly, so I got it wrong technically. But I knew the answer. <laughs> Trust me. I answered it wrong, but I really got it right. 
<laughs> so, yeah, that's what I did on all of them. For our good, so our good folks Same. at home, for our listeners at home, the question was, who was not an author of the Federalist Papers? And they, kind of like how I heard important instead of porn, I read who was an author of the Federalist Papers. <laughs> so that your options were James Madison, Thomas Jefferson, Publius, and... Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. So I read those four answers, and I thought, Publius, he was an ancient Roman. He was not an author of the Federalist Papers per se. He was writing other stuff at a different time. So I said him. Now, the answer, evidently, was Thomas Jefferson, who was a diplomat in Paris at the time that the Federalist Papers were written. I would argue that he probably influenced them as much as Publius did. But they said, no, it was Thomas Jefferson. So yeah, I would right. like to ask if you knew that Thomas Jefferson was in France at the time or if, if Nick's comments allowed you to know that. I did not know that he was in France. <laughs> Thank you. I love how she just leaned into her microphone like she was on the witness stand. <laughs> I did not know that Thomas Jefferson was in France. <laughs> I did not. Nick acted like it was common sense when we discussed this question. Yep. Of course it could not be Thomas Jefferson because he was in France at the time. I'm like... Sorry, I did not know. Yeah, excuse Thomas me, Jefferson's sir. Whereabouts at all times? <laughs> I, I would also say and, and, that but, but, Publius well, on, was in Let, ancient Rome at the time. And, I, and, and, and I do not, I do not know that Thomas Jefferson was in France for the in, the entire time when the Federalist Papers were written. But I know that Thomas Jefferson did not write the Federalist Papers, and that some of the Federalist Papers were published under the name Publius. I don't remember if all of them were published under the name Publius, but I know. Many oh, you don't were. know, do you? <laughs> no. I, oh no. But I know that he was a he was a, a published author. Okay. Well, this is fascinating. I'm I think so, we've I'm learned. sorry. I didn't mean to make everybody so angry. We've learned about history and we've I, learned. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you. We've learned about history when we've learned Nick is a jerk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> we've learned a lot about weather. And we've learned about Joe Skunk. Very okay. educational. Great episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Strong episode. We've hit science. We've hit civics. Oh, and Zach got in here too. Yeah. Hit zoology. Speaking of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Our guest today was Ahmed Badji from uh, NBC25 in Flint. Uh, our weatherman, our now the official weatherman of the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Um, for Joe, Nick, Nikki, Laura, and Stephanie, this is Matt, and we will talk to you next time. Whoa.